Welcome to What is Sacred, a podcast exploring the shadows and light of our life experiences and how we find meaning in them. My name is Kayla Shaw. And I'm Brooke Alexander. And we are your hosts. Thank you so much for listening. We are honored to have you here. So today we are going to be talking about the value of community, finding support within our community, and creating safe spaces. This is something that Sacred Sister Collective has brought into my life and seriously changed the game for me. I feel like such a more grounded and well-rounded person because I'm surrounded by all these women who are doing the work and finding their way and understanding that we're not perfect and we're not in competition. We're just here for each other, doing it side by side. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel the same way and feel so blessed to have found this incredible collective of women And I also very clearly remember most of my life, a large portion of my life, many years without this sense of community and feeling like I didn't really have one space where I could show all of myself. And Kayla and I both feel it's very important to dive into what life was like before Sacred Sister Collective, before we truly, truly felt this sacred community of women and of support. So for me, I grew up very well practiced in people pleasing. And I found that no matter what community I was in, I was always compartmentalizing parts of myself feeling like in this community, I can show a more put together, proper, beautiful Brooke. And in this community, I want to be a little more badass and pretend like I know everything about everything. And there was just a big sense of me losing myself in the types of communities I was in, never feeling like I could fully show myself because I was afraid of rejection because I really didn't know who I was yet. And that didn't feel safe. And that didn't feel like a supportive environment to dive into those deeper questions and sit with those scared parts of myself. I was always one step ahead, trying to fit in, trying to be seen as whatever the people around me wanted me to be. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel like our formative years, middle school, high school, there's a bit of that going on for everyone, even the people who are seen as popular or really cool or interesting. Everybody's trying to learn how to get by. And for me, I feel like starting out, I was already going through a hard time. My mom passed away right before middle school, which is already just such a trip. You know, you go into this space and you're supposed to be a teenager. But I just felt like a little girl, so sensitive, so emotional. And I had the hardest time finding people who understood me and who wanted to be my friend. I received a lot of just harsh messages about who I should be and how what I was was weird or 
annoying. And I really internalized a lot of that. So rather than people pleasing, I felt like I went to this side of the spectrum that was like, I don't need anyone. I can do this all on my own. And I did do a lot of healing on my own. I did do a lot of growing on my own, but it was super lonely and super isolating. And it's interesting looking back on it because I am someone who loves people so much. And to just see how many years I went just pretending that I didn't need people in my life, it it makes me sad. But I also know that I got a huge amount of strength from those chapters. And... I mean, Brooke and I have shared with a lot of our different communities that we both struggled with eating disorders. And I think trying to do all of that heavy lifting on my own put me in this position where it was easy to turn on myself, where it was easy to really believe a lot of the harsh messages my mind would tell me. And it wasn't until I found like trusted friendships where I could like share those darker, deeper thoughts out loud and receive feedback like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you feel that way about yourself. Like, that's not how I see you at all. But I was able to see like, oh, my perspective on my pain and my story is not necessarily the truth all the time. Sometimes you can lead yourself astray or sometimes you can focus on the the harsh parts so much that you miss like a lot of the really good things about you or your life yeah yeah what that brings up for me is thinking about this idea of chosen community versus community that maybe our parents encouraged us to be a part of when we were growing up or that we found ourselves in I know for me I grew up playing soccer and it was kind of this chosen community for me. And as I got older and into high school, that's when I first started my freshman year of high school, getting involved with a little bit of a darker crowd and diving into different drugs and different substances and diving into them in a very toxic way. And I remember feeling power in this sense of community that I had chosen for myself, even though it was so toxic and I was not getting supported at at all. I felt power that I had branched out from these communities that were placed onto me as a young girl. And I felt that it was easy to not see and not understand what a truly healthy community feels like, one, because I was so young, and two, because sometimes when we're learning about what community is, at first it just starts with having bodies around us, Mm -hmm. and then it takes Mm -hmm. steps and practice and pain and healing, self-healing, as Kayla said, to really start to recognize, oh, okay, what is this body of people giving me and how are they serving me? And from then on, as the years came, I chose to be a part of many different communities, many that were not supportive and many that did not feel good. And slowly we learn as we learn more about ourselves and we continue on our self journey of healing and exploration We arrive at communities. We choose to be involved in spaces that align with us and how we want to be showing up in the world. 
And I know Kayla and I have been blessed enough to find those communities even before Sacred Sister Collective was birthed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally resonate with what you say about how for a long time it was just about having bodies around you, about not being alone. It didn't matter if you saw things the same or had similar values. It was just about having people there, not having to sit with yourself in that solitude. And like you said, there were a lot of communities before this one that did show me so much and brought me a lot of love and understanding. Like transformational festivals were huge for me. I remember going to my first one alone to be working as a vendor and not knowing what to expect at all and just being so blown away by the amount of love people showed like you just be walking by and people would be like I love you so much have a great day and I was just so used to thinking people seeing me from afar were thinking judgmental thoughts and that may not have even been the case but that's what I had really told myself is that people are always judging me people are always thinking badly about me and then I go to this place where everybody's smiling and dancing and dressing how they want and painting their face and I just felt like wow it's okay to just show up here and be whatever you are. And even if you're not, you know, even if you're not super successful or super skinny or super beautiful, that doesn't matter. It's not expected of you here. You're just expected to be yourself. And, you know, that's not the case all the time, but that was a really important message that I took from it that totally helped me to step into myself more and feel like, I don't have to expect the world to be unkind to me. I can, you know, I can, I can trust that people mean what they say. And I can also be a source of that kindness and love without worrying that people are going to think I'm annoying or weird or just strange or fake. I can just be this kind, loving person that I am inside and maybe brighten other people's day or their journey. And yeah, I, I don't believe that transformational festivals are necessarily um, for everyone, but I do think that going and experiencing that kind of place can change a lot for a good amount of people, especially if you've become really conditioned to think that the world is unkind or doesn't accept you. Kayla and I definitely crossed paths a million times before <laughs> at these different events, because for me too, these festivals were a huge source of healing and a big mirror for me in terms of showing me the types of interactions I want to be having with the people around me inside of the festival and far beyond it. And I loved what you said about, you know, maybe these transformational festivals aren't for everyone because they aren't, but what happens within them and the experiences within them, there is something for everyone. There is something that can benefit everyone. And what I mean by that is some of the greatest lessons that I received from these experiences 
or about how I can show up as my full self and how that's encouraged and celebrated and the types of bonds and connections that I experienced when I was willing to show that I am not always okay. And when I was willing to show my deepest wounds and my deepest insecurities at one of the festivals, a big transformational experience for me was sitting down with a man in front of me and naming parts of my body that I hold shame and insecurity around, things that I've tried to hide my whole life, things that I would never even want to speak out loud and being witness in that. And this experience of something that I thought would make people not like me or make me feel unworthy and to have that be the seed of a connection that would last far beyond that, a deep, deep connection was so mind-blowing to me and shifted so much about what about me creates and gives me meaning and worth. And that has just been totally transformed many, many times throughout my life. And I feel like I'm at a place now where I'm willing to show it all. And I know the parts of me that people who see those in me and meet me there with that, I know the deep value in those connections and they are irreplaceable. So... Yeah, these these environments where we're able to express our full selves, every part of us, and be met there and accepted there truly are so, 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 so healing in so many ways. Yeah, that vulnerability just, I know that that is something that both Brooke and I really value, and it has definitely become like one of the biggest words and focuses in my life, whether that's with the Sacred Sister Collective work or just how we go about our days. Being vulnerable and being willing to be seen as you are and know that however that is, you're still worthy of being loved. You're still worthy of people's time and attention just because you have moments where you doubt yourself or you feel insecure, it doesn't mean that you're not good, you know? It means you're human and we all experience it. Even the most beautiful and successful and wealthy among us, they are insecure and doubting themselves in moments too. It's just a part of the human condition. And so I feel that safe spaces that allow you to be vulnerable, that allow you to be seen and encourage it. They don't look away from it and they don't like secretly just wish that it would stop. They just hold that space for you to be. It's it's so, so important on the healing journey. And I mean, I've done a lot of healing, but I feel like my healing journey will never be over. So vulnerability is something that I put at the forefront of my intentions. Like how can I be authentic and how can I be honest about who I am and what I'm going through right now? And when I do put that vulnerability into action, I find that I create safe spaces by being vulnerable because I'm letting other people know you're safe to be vulnerable here too. You're safe to tell me however you're feeling. And yeah, I feel like our collective is this space where we invite people from all walks of life. It's usually women, but you know, we've had many events where we have men and women there too. And just to see people maybe sometimes for the first time in their life feel safe to be vulnerable in front of a group of people. It's so empowering because 
you feel all this confusion and worry about saying this truth and you say it and then all of a sudden all this love is being poured into you like all of this support and it just it's freeing in a way some of those things that we carry around for so long and we allow ourselves to be weighed down by them to just put them out into the space and realize that the world doesn't end it goes on and it can even be better because of it it's it's really powerful it is it is super powerful and also knowing that it, it takes practice, just like anything does. It takes practice to show up in vulnerability. And it's okay to not know how to do it at first. And it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to, on the daily, give yourself permission to try again and try again and try again. And I think within our collective, we often find that no matter what type of community you're stepping into, if it is your first time being in a space like that, there will be an adjustment period. And within the collective, I would say it's a quicker adjustment period because the response is an outpouring of love and invitation and support. But it's still an adjustment period. And knowing that when these feelings of discomfort arise, when you're expressing vulnerability, maybe for the first time, maybe just towards the beginning of this journey that you're practicing with, it's okay to allow for the discomforts and to trust that there is so much growth happening. These growing pains, they are so beautiful when we allow space and time and we don't run from them. Yeah, and Kayla and I just love the moments during our retreats, during our circles, when we see someone opening up and putting their heart and truth into the circle. And often, even when the both of us share, there's trembles, there's tears, there's this almost physical resistance of like, is this okay? And then to open your eyes back up and just be surrounded by love. And if you're open to it, hugs and just this little safe bubble of being so held in your deepest of truth. It has changed my life in so, so many ways. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm so grateful that I'm allowed to be this incredibly emotional being. I've always been so sensitive. And as I was younger, it was a point of tension for me when I would need to speak in front of my class on something that made me feel emotional. And I would feel myself like tears welling up from my eyes and just all this like anger at myself. Like, why can't you just speak about this stuff without feeling it so deeply or why can't you just hear someone speak about their story without feeling so deeply like you're crying in public get yourself together girl but now like at this one in my life after finding these spaces and realizing the importance of feeling how we feel and stuff like I'm so grateful that I can just cry when I tell my story or you know cry when I hear somebody finally open up about theirs and see how strong they're being and how strong it took them to get to this place. Like I feel, I feel so happy to be in touch with the depths of the emotions. And just because I cry, I don't necessarily feel sad. I just, I just feel it deeply. And to be able to feel things deeply and connect with others over those deep feelings, it's like 
my favorite thing to do in the whole world. And that's like <laughs> essentially like why this collective began because I needed a space where I could feel deeply and I needed, I needed community in a time where I was really struggling to find it. And I put out the call and I shared my vision and there were so many amazing women who wanted to meet me there in that space. And Brooke came into my life by chance, I guess you would say, but I mean, it was destined long before we, like she said, we've been like in the same circles, just rotating around <laughs> each other, like a few feet apart, you know? And then she, she started dating my partner's brother and came into my life in that way. But it was so clear. She was like a kindred spirit with so many of the same values and dreams and just such an incredible heart. When she came to the first retreat as just a sister in attendance, I saw like so clearly that she needed to be like facilitating this work and I needed her there. She had so many, so many gifts and such an incredible story that inspired me so much. I, I knew that having her as a facilitator would help to serve so many more women than I could just by myself. And that's the value of community, having people around who have gifts and and wisdom that maybe you don't have, but by being near them, you can learn from them and experience some of their magic and allow it to help you to grow into a better version of yourself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when I first attended the Sacred Sister Retreat in Mount Shasta in September. I had just a few days before gone back from Burning Man, had all these crazy experiences there, really like stepped into myself and stepped into my story in an even newer, more profound way than I had been for years before. And I showed up to the retreat just feeling so raw and so ready and I remember Kayla and I, for the first medicine circle, sat side by side and we started serving our sisters rapé. We'll have a whole nother episode on beautiful <laughs> plant medicines and then offerings with those. But there was just this sense of like, we were one soul body speaking words just layering on top of each other and just like finish finishing each other's blessings and like I think we both after that retreat just after we looked at each other we're just like what just happened like what and it was so beautiful and that is something that has totally changed my life Kayla seeing that in me and calling me in and inviting me to step into my own power and gifts and share them in a whole new way than I was doing before, that is community and that is support and that is inspiration and that is what we create in Sacred Sister Collective, constantly calling in our sisters, inviting people to step into themselves in an entirely maybe new way, maybe just different way, whatever it is, we know that there is space for all of us to express fully, to try new things. And there's no shame in being a beginner or growing out of certain things or growing into things, knowing that 
there's no right way to learn about yourself and to show up for yourself. It takes practice and safe spaces where you are witnessed in that and you are celebrated in that are so, 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 so important. And the collective for me, I grew up with brothers. I grew up somewhat of a tomboy, very athletic. Sisterhood wasn't very prevalent in my life. And I always had my few select, really close female connections, but I found it more natural for me to be surrounded by the more masculine energy. And having the sisterhood has completely changed my life. I think I experienced a lot of negative experiences with women, especially throughout middle school and high school, as many of us do. And I also created negative experiences for other women because I was constantly just in this mindset of comparison, lack, there's not enough. And having my entire perspective slowly but surely be completely shift and turned on its head and see how beautiful it is to fall in love with the women around me and uplift each other and support each other and know that these connections are an entirely new type of divinity. And they are so, so powerful. Truly one of the greatest gifts of my life. And to be creating that and facilitating that now we are on, we've been on our path and we are pushing along. We are. It's, it's really beautiful to just reflect on it. I was just talking with my partner about this the other day. Like Sacred Sister Collective has not even been around for one year. And just to see what it started as and what it's becoming and how many women are a part of it in big ways and small, like, I I rest easy knowing that we've done such good work thus far and I feel inspired just knowing there's so much left to be done and I love doing it. It doesn't feel like the kind of work that I've done at certain parts of my journey where, you know, you're making this paycheck, but you really dread going in and doing all these things. It's like, it's a different kind of work that fills me up so much and feeds my spirit and makes me feel good about myself at the end of the day, no matter like how much energy it took, it gives back so much as well. And I really connect to a lot of what Brooke shared about just that comparison energy that was so prevalent for so long. And it feels so good to shift to a space where I can see an incredibly powerful, beautiful woman beside me. And rather than feel like it takes away from who I am, just feel stoked to be next to her and to listen to her share and just love her so fully for who she is. And yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of work to get to that space and it's a work that will probably continue to develop as we grow older and you know different sorts of insecurities come up like it takes a lot of work on yourself to realize that you deserve your love and your attention and no matter who's next to you it doesn't change your worthiness and your unique beauty and your unique story it's all good we can all have a piece <laughs> of the pie it's all- it's all good, girl. 
Um, but yeah, really blessed to be here together, really blessed to be doing this work with the collective. And I just want to like put out there if community is something that you crave and you have yet to really find, it is never too late to find your people. And we have an amazing community that is so open to any who are interested in being a part of it. We believe in the power of unconditional love and we cultivate that on the daily and share it with our sisters because we remember what it was like to not have this space and we want to share it with as many as we can. And remember, you are so worthy of these types of spaces and they exist they exist and they're here and we're here for you and we want you with us so thank you so much for making it to this point (laughs) for listening (laughs) to our very first podcast there are going to be so many more juicy episodes we want to hear from you on what you're interested in hearing us talk about We are open books and we have some pretty crazy life experiences that have gotten us to this point. So thank you for your attention. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for hearing us and loving us. Wouldn't be the same without you. We love you so much and we can't wait to share more with you in the future. Thank you for being here and we'll talk to you more soon. Until next time. Until next time. Stay sacred. Thank you for listening to this episode of What is Sacred. We so appreciate your time and energy. If you're interested in receiving more Sacred Sister offerings or would like to show us some support, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. That's all for now. Tune in next week for another episode. We love you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.